Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. And a very good Monday morning, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again. The Older Pain Podcast. Monday, September 12, 2022. The Joe Beningo Older Pain Podcast, of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. And again, want to thank everybody over there. What a great night we had Friday night. Mike Jones and TJ and Herb and Andre and everybody. I want to thank JJ, John Yastrzemski, Brian Costello. Great night last Friday at the Hackensack Brewing Company. We'll do another one uh, coming up uh, in October. Also, Anita Discount Tire uh, in uh, Rivervale, New Jersey. And our good friends at DraftKings. Uh, want to thank all of them for sponsoring the program okay here it comes another opening the opening day disaster for the new york jets how how much more of this garbage this crap can we take as jet fans a 24-9 thrashing at the hands of the baltimore ravens yesterday where do we start with this disaster should we start with the absolutely abysmal performance by the offensive line and, oh, by the way, hey, Joe, you should have drafted a tackle in the first round. We love Sauce Gardner. Look at the disaster that your offensive line is right now because you put all your eggs in the absolute brutality that is Makai Becton. Look at how that has uh, do- the domino effect it's had on the offensive line. Joe Flacco, who's basically a statue back there anyway, was absolutely assaulted by the Raven defense yesterday. So maybe that was the thing that bothered you the most. Maybe it was the interception that Flacco threw when Lawrence Cager fell down trying to run his route one play after Cager had a big offensive holding penalty. Maybe that got you really going in this game. Maybe it was when Ty Conklin fumbled what was a first down completion That was recovered by Garrett Wilson. But wait a minute. It was recovered six yards behind where Conklin caught the ball. No first down on what would have been a third down conversion. The Jets had to settle for a field goal there instead of maybe a touchdown before halftime. Maybe that play really got you the most ticked off in this game. Maybe it was Greg Zerline missing an early 45-yard field goal. Or maybe it was Greg Zerline, even though the game was already over, Missing a late extra point. Maybe that made you completely delirious. Maybe it was the 20-yard punt by Braden Mann that went out of bounds and set up a Raven touchdown. Maybe that was what got you the most crazy in this game. Maybe it was the rookie, Brees Hall, fumbling what would have been a first down conversion as, of course, the Ravens recovered it. Maybe it was the fumble the Jets didn't recover when they had four freaking guys on top of the ball, including the rookie Chris Clemens, who had it right in his hands, uh-uh, the Ravens wind up recovering it. Did the Jets ever recover fumbles, by the way? And on the very next play, Lamar Jackson, a 50-yard touchdown pass to Rashad Bateman as he ran by the entire Jets, uh, Jets secondary like they weren't even there. 
Maybe that's what got you the most wound up in this game. How about Michael Carter dropping a walk-in touchdown? How about that as he kept going into the tunnel? You know, Carter had a pretty good game outside of that. But how about that? Maybe that play got you the most aggravated in this football game. We could go on and on. How about early in the game when the great coach that we have, Robert Sala, by the way, now 4-14 and 14 as head coach of his football team. He's doing a brilliant job. Maybe when he didn't challenge what looked like a fumble early in the game, I forget the Raven who caught the ball, looked like he caught it, made a football move, and then the ball came out. The officials called it incomplete. The guys on TV didn't even say a word about it, Andrew Catalan and James Lofton. Where was the challenge? Where was Salah challenging it? It looked like a freaking fumble. Where was that? Maybe it's the fact that the Jets have now lost, you can't make it up, 13 consecutive September games going all the way back to Sam Donald's first game of his rookie year when they beat the crummy Lions on a Monday night. Maybe that's it. There's so we can go on and on and on. Maybe it was the horrendous play calling. The Jets actually ran the ball pretty well in this game. First play of the game, Michael Carter runs for 18 yards. They couldn't wait to get away from the run, as is always the case. As Joe Flacco threw 50, yes, this, this is not a mis a typo. Joe Flacco threw 59 freaking passes in this football game. What a disgrace. I'm, I mean, it's the same old, same old over and over and over again. And I got to ask this question. And I know Wilson's not coming back till week four against the Steelers. By the way, look at Pittsburgh yesterday as they beat the uh, defending AFC uh, champion Bengals in overtime in a game the Bengals blew. They tied the game late on a touchdown pass to Jamar Chase. And then they McFadden, the guy who never missed a kick last year, missed the extra point. And he also missed the game-winning field goal in overtime as they lost to the Steelers. So maybe we'll see Wilson come back week four. And we still don't even know what the hell he is. I don't know what he is. Do you? I don't know if he's any good. But I'll tell you one thing. He's got some mobility. And that's something Joe Flacco does not have. Why can't we see Mike White play? Can you tell me that? Why there is no reason that we have to see Joe Flacco stand behind this crummy offensive line like a statue and get assaulted. What do you think Miles Garrett's going to do to them next week? Can you tell me that? What do you think? Huh? When they play the Browns in Cleveland, you think he's going to wipe out Max Mitchell at right tackle? What do you what do you think? Or Fant that left tackle from Fant who they've jerked around because of this Dwayne Brown. And who's not probably was never even going to play a game for the Jets now. He's got a shoulder injury. Ah, yes. It all goes back to you, Joe. Not drafting that tackle in the first round as I screamed about and screamed about and screamed about. And it's coming back to hit you right now in your rear end, Joe. How about that? I, I, I couldn't be more goddamn disgusted than I am with this freaking franchise. And how could you not be if you're a Jet fan? Especially if you sat in a rain yesterday and watched this crap. Can you tell me why Joe Flacco should be playing? I think the number now is Joe Flacco as a starter for the Jets is now 0-7. That would be 0-7. It might be 0-6, but we'll say 0-7. Why not? Sounds better. All we know is he hasn't won a game as a starter for the Jets. Can't we see Mike White? Why can't Mike White play these next two games till Wilson comes back? 
Maybe the answer, and maybe the answer is because they're afraid that maybe White is better than Wilson. Is that possible? Why do we continue? At least White's got mobility. Can we see Mike White play? We know one thing. Mike White has won more games as a starter in his career with the Jets than Joe Flacco has. We know that. It's an absolute disgrace. And White never really got a full chance last year after he got hurt in that game against the Colts. The last pass he threw that I remember was a touchdown pass against Indianapolis. He gets hurt on that play. We haven't seen him again. Do we really need to see Flacco again next week against Cleveland? Stand there and get himself beat to crap by by Miles Garrett and the Cleveland defense? Do we need to see that? Can Mike White please play? And I really think that's the reason because they're afraid, hey, maybe White's better than Wilson. What are we going to do? What if White goes out there and plays great against Cleveland and the Jets win? What do we do? What happens then? You heard the fans yesterday at MetLife chanting for White. White should have been in the game in the second half. White should really have started the game. I am so. Can you be more disgusted than you are with this franchise? And let's be honest, the coaching staff stinks. Sal is terrible. He's a terrible freaking head coach. We talked about that play he didn't challenge early in the game. Can you challenge that, Robert? Maybe you might. we might have won that challenge. Nah, can't do that. Why would we? It's incomplete. Why would we do that? Maybe he wasn't even freaking paying attention. <laughs> Four and 14 now as head coach. Do you think it's getting any better any soon? Are they going to continue to try to sell us the propaganda, the nonsense that they were selling us in those commercials in the offseason? Oh, man. You know, I know you haven't seen it yet, but you know it's coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what's coming? The oncoming freaking train. That's what's coming. I've had enough. I really have. And you tell me, I mean, when is it going to end? And they got some nice young players on this this team. How about we see more of Garrett Wilson, okay? Instead of seeing Corey Davis. I know he caught a bunch of passes yesterday. He also had a big drop early in the game. So did Elijah Moore. It would have been a first down. It was a tough catch. But Elijah, how about on the sideline, how about you holding on to the damn ball? Maybe you could do that? I mean, I, you know, I mentioned that Carter drop when he was walking into the end zone for a touchdown. I mean, it's, it's a disgrace. Robert Sal is terrible. This guy, he, I'm telling you right now, if this team, and I know he sold Woody Johnson a bill of goods all year three, just like the 49ers. You know, it was the third year that we really took off. Nice job by the 49ers yesterday, by the way, losing to the Bears in Chicago. You know, Trey Lance, really? That's your quarterback? Give me a break. Anyway, with that said, all right, he sold them. He sold Woody a bill of goods, a bill of goods that, hey, year three. So what do we got to do? We got to suffer through another 4-13 and 13 disaster this year? And then you're going to tell me you're bringing Robert Sala and his coaching staff back? Really? Is that what you're going to tell me? What an absolute disgrace this was. I mean, how much can you take if you're a Jet? can't take anymore. We're all freaking nuts. All the Jet fans. Ira's had it. Kenny has had it. Joey and Clark has had it. My good buddy Tommy Keenan has had it. We've had it. My wife's had it because she's got to put up with me. How much more can we freaking take the disgrace that this franchise is? An absolute freaking disgrace. But, hey, they got nice uniforms. Oh, they got shiny new nice uniforms. Oh, those black helmets look good. What a freaking disaster. I, I You know what? I am so dis- – I mean, how much more can you take? 
You know, I'm almost going to be, I'm going to be 69 years old in a couple of weeks. You know, can I see a winning season, you know, maybe before I'm 80, you know, maybe before I'm 80, can I see a damn winning season with this franchise again? It's a, it's a, it's an absolute joke. They're a, they're a, they're a disgrace. I don't know. I, there's so many words I could use. I could start swearing here. I don't know what good that's going to do me, but I've had it enough, enough, enough. How much more can we take watching this absolutely piece of shit? I'm sorry I have to say that. Piece of shit franchise as they stick it up our rear ends again. And by the way, we only got 16 more of these coming up. Aren't you pumped up? Aren't you excited, Jet fans? Can you start Mike White this week, Salah? How about it? How much worse can it be if you start Mike White against Cleveland? Can it really be worse? Can it? Uh, but you're scared because he might be better than Wilson. And then what do we do? Then what do we do? We drafted Wilson with the second overall pick in the draft. What do we do? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, 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 beyond, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I don't know what, what else to say. What is there left to say? If I was Woody Johnson, I'm going I'm to, this is a memo to Woody Johnson, and I know this isn't going to happen because they love Robert Salad. Oh, he's such a great, oh, he's a motivator. He's all, you look at him, he's all pumped up. He's, you know, he's a good looking guy. Maybe we should, that's the reason we should keep him. What a disaster. Here's the memo to Woody, okay? And Woody, you only got one saving grace. I won't get into what it is because it has nothing to do with football, but you got one saving grace. I won't say what it is. Most, if you know me well enough, you probably know what it is. But we'll leave that alone right now. I got a, a memo to Woody. Woody, Sean Payton, one of the best coaches in the last 15, 20 years, is out there. He's taking the year off, okay, after he left the Saints. You know this guy's going to come back and coach again. And the odds are he's going to wind up with Jerry Jones in Dallas. And the Cowboys look good last night as they got whacked by uh, Brady and the, uh, and the Bucks. 19 to 3. They look great. So, you know, the world, it's not long for Mike McCarthy there in Dallas. I think that's pretty pretty easy to say. Maybe if you won the Super Bowl, don't count on that happening. And you know Jerry Jones is looking to bring Sean Payton into the Cowboys. Well, before he does that, Woody, maybe you should be talking to Sean Payton and saying, hey, Sean, what do I have to give you to come and coach my team, my woe-be-gone piece-of-crap franchise. Completely disrespected franchise, and they deserve no respect at all. I mean, it's well-deserved that they get no respect. What do I have to do to have you be my coach, Sean, before he goes off to coach the Cowboys? Maybe that's something, as I can't, I'm so upset, that Woody, maybe you could think about going forward. What a goddamn disgrace the New York Jets are. And remember, Jet fans, we only have fifth, excuse me, 16 more of these to go. Can they please start Mike White on Sunday against Cleveland? All right. <clears throat> Let's get our sponsors in here. My friends at DraftKings, the NFL's opening week was action-packed, and it really was, and it's really just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just 5 bucks on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. You want more action? 
Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. Don't bet the Jets. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your freaking team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code O the pain. That's O H T H E P A I N, just like the program, to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code O to pain only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum, eight, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show for notes. Uh, see show notes for details. I, maybe I shouldn't have read that, but I did. And, of course, we got to get the uh, disclaimer in there. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, uh, crisis counseling and referral services can be, accept- can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. <clears throat> Let me also welcome in my, uh, my friends again at the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company. I want to thank every one of them. What a great job. What a, what a great night we had on Friday selling the, the, uh, the Oda Payne beer T-shirts, selling the Oda Payne. Uh, podcast t-shirts. Everybody was great. John Jastramski is Dolphins won. I know he's delirious as they beat what looks to be a very bad New England Patriot team yesterday. Want to thank John Jastramski, Brian Costello. Costello who said the Jets would win Sunday and then lose their next eight. Well, you were wrong, Brian. They're just going to lose their first nine. Don't worry. Don't worry. You were off. What a disaster. But we want to thank Brian, JJ, everybody at the Brewing Company, Mike Jones, TJ, what a great job he does. Herb, what a great job he does. Andre, what a great job he does. My my, my daughter, Erin, who does a great job. And don't forget again to check out the O oh, the Pain beer. It is terrific. You know, you know, go you got you gotta have it. You gotta have it. It is tremendous. It really, really is. Uh it's an IPA ale. You'll love it. Uh go check it out. But again, want to thank everybody over there. And again, the Hackensack Brewing Company, 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack. Um, you know the deal. Tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Go check it out. Tell them Beningo sent you. And, of course, a needed discount tire. And, uh, of course, that's in uh, Rivervale, New Jersey on Westwood Avenue. Go see my son Johnny. Go see his boss, Harry. They'll take care of you. Anything with your tires, any work you need done on your car, go check it out. Tremendous. Uh, go see Ari. Go see Johnny. And tell him uh, Joe Beningo sent you. All right. The Oda Payne podcast. <clears throat> How about the Giants yesterday? You know, where the Jets look like this coaching staff is an absolute disaster and they ain't going to be around too much longer. You look at the Giants yesterday. Boy, how about Brian Dable's debut? Boy, the Giants look like they got something with this guy as they stunned, stunned the overrated and paper, that really paper team that they are, Tennessee Titans 21-20 yesterday in Tennessee. Number one, how about Saquon Barkley? What a freaking game he had yesterday. 164 yards rushing, really turned the game around. The Giants were trailing 13-0 in the second half. Barkley, to me, the biggest play of the game, turned the game around a 60-something yard run, whatever it was, down the sideline that eventually set up his touchdown run that made it actually 13-6 to because they botched the extra point. That, to me, really turned the game around. The Giants come back. 
tied a game on a bomb from Daniel Jones, who had, you know, he had some good moments. He completed 17 out of 21. He also lost a fumble and threw an interception in the end zone that looked like it was going to be a killer with the Giants looking to tie the game uh, down 20 to 13. It looked like it was going to be, or actually, I think the game was actually still tied at that point after the Giants had recovered a, recovered a fumble punt and then he threw that pick in the end zone. Eventually, Tennessee would go back and take a 20 to 13 lead in the game. So Jones had his moments, but he did have that long touchdown pass to Shepard, and he did complete 17 out of 21. But Barkley was tremendous. But the bottom line on this football game, when all was said and done, the bottom line, and it did a nice job, you know, keeping Derrick Henry from, you know, killing him in this game. Henry had a big fumbled snap on a on an attempted wildcat play for a, a short yardage first down. That was a big play that uh, uh, stopped the uh, Titans from getting that first down and got the, you know, got the, uh, uh, the giant defense off the field as Tennessee was forced to punt. But the Giants come back after the Titans took the lead. They come down the field. They tie the game on that touchdown pass from Jones to the tight end. What's his name? Marinek, whatever his name is. Tied the game at 2020 or looked like it had tied the game at 2020. It was 2019 at that point, and then Brian Dable shows you the balls that great head coaches have, the balls, as he goes for the win. Down 2019, goes for two, Jones with a little shovel pass to Barkley, he gets it in the end zone, the Giants lead 21-20, and if you're a Giant fan, you're going freaking delirious, I mean, and rightfully so. Now, of course, because nothing's ever easy for for the Giants or any team that plays in New York that plays football, right back down the field, about a little over maybe like 50-something seconds left, the Titans come right down the field. Tannehill hits a big pass down the sideline to get the Titans back in field goal range. Four seconds left, here comes Randy Bullock for what would be a game-winning 45-yard field goal. But no, he shanks it left, and the Giants win 21-20 in Brian Dable's debut. I'm telling you. It's only one game, and I still don't really know what this guy is going to be as a head coach, but I think the Giants got something. After after all the failed head coaches of the last, you know, since, since Tom Coughlin retired, all the freaking failed coaches, whether it was McAdoo, whether it was Sherma, whether it was Judge, they look like they got something going now with this Brian Dable. They really do. And that's a tremendous win for the Giants yesterday. You know, we were all looking at that spread. And stupid me, I laid the points, uh, you know, with Tennessee. What an asshole I am. Anyway, (laughs) we all talked about it. JJ talked about it. That that spread looked a little weird. Why were the Giants only getting five and a half points in this game down in Tennessee? Well, you know what? Now we know why. Because Tennessee is a paper team. Everybody goes crazy about Mike Vrabel, what a great coach he is. Really, is he? We've seen this team. They were the number one seed in the AFC last year, and they crapped out in the first round to Cincinnati. And they crapped out a couple of years in a row now in in uh, in the playoffs after winning that division. So I wonder how good a coach is Vrabel, really, you know. And like I said, there's a lot of you know a lot of paperness, a lot of hollowness when you talk about the Tennessee Titans. But that doesn't take away from what the Giants did yesterday. And again, if you're a Giant fan. You got to be sitting there saying to yourself, man, I think we got something with Brian Dable. That's the first thing I take away. And the second thing is the return of Saquon Barkley, who really uh, looked like the Saquon Barkley the Giants drafted number two overall back in 2018. 
He had a tremendous game yesterday. And if, and obviously he's playing for a contract too. That always helps. But if he's going to be like this all year, the Giants are going to surprise a lot of people in a very weak division. And of course, everybody won in the division yesterday. That's not named the Dallas Cowboys, the Washington football team. And I refuse to call them that other name. The Washington football team won their game, came back to beat the Jaguars uh, behind Carson Wentz. The uh, Eagles, they looked like they had an easy win against Detroit. They had to hang on. The Lions came back. The Eagles did survive 38-35, and the Giants, of course, won their game. Only the Cowboys, who I thought, who I picked to win the division, they lose last night to Tampa 19-3. So there you go. But right now, you got to be – if you're a Giant fan, you're sitting there saying, man, Brian Dable, maybe we got something with Brian Dable. Give him credit for going for the win. That took big balls, but that's what it takes to be a big-time head coach in a National Football League memo to Robert Sala because that's something that he's never going to be, okay? Never, ever, ever going to be. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne Podcast, Monday, September 12th, 2022. How about the Mets? The Mets bounce back. We got to get a little bit with the Mets here. Mets bounce back after that bad loss Friday night uh, to the Marlins. They bounce back, win the next two games against the Marlins, beat them up both nights. They win 11-3 on Saturday. Uh, yesterday they win, uh, what was the final score yesterday? Again, 9-3 to three yesterday. Big day for uh, Brandon Nimmo with a three-run homer yesterday. Thomas Nito had a big day. Three hits, including his first home run of the year. A bomb to dead center field in the ninth inning. Eduardo Escobar continues to be red hot. Uh, hit his fifth home run since coming back from the injury. He's been the hottest hitter since he's come back off the injured list. You had a solid outing yesterday. Seven terrific innings by Taquan Walker. And it looks like the Mets have righted the ship. They're back in first place. The Braves actually lost two out of three to Seattle. And how about the way they lost yesterday? Oh, my God. Seattle's up 6-2 to two going to the top of the ninth inning. The Braves come back and score five. What? And take a 7-6 to six lead. But fear not, Mets fans, because Kenley Jansen blows it, gives up back-to-back home runs in the bottom of the ninth. Seattle walks off with the win, and the Mets now back to a game-and-a-half lead in the National League East over Atlanta. One game in a loss column, game-and-a-half overall. Mets at 89 and 52 uh, right now on the season with 21 games to go. They come home. They play the Cubs. They play the Pirates. They got to make hay against these two bad teams. You got Chris Bassett pitching tonight. He's been phenomenal. You got Jake pitching tomorrow. They got to start. They got to go on a run here now, the Mets. They had their little glitch, losing two games to Washington, losing a game to Pittsburgh, losing a game to Miami. Now they got to go and go on a run here and, you know, and, Dare we say somehow, some way, put this division away. The Braves now have to go to play the Giants in San Francisco three. And I understand the Giants are not having a great year. But certainly, you know, maybe at least lose one game. I said they had to lose three game on three games to Braves on this West Coast trip against Oakland, Seattle, and now the Giants. They've lost two now to Seattle. Let me get one more at least from the Giants. And then after that, the Braves play the Phillies. And they got seven games left with the Phillies who right now are fighting for a wild-card spot themselves and have Bryce Harper back. So the Mets have kind of righted the ship. We all were getting delirious. I was leading the charge. But the Mets are back now, game and a half in front in the division, one game in the loss column, 21 games to go. And let's see if somehow, some way, when they get to that next-to-last series of the year in Atlanta, the Mets have already clinched the division. Is that possible? Is there some way that that could be? 
They lead the season series nine games to seven. So, you know, right now would have the tiebreaker. We'll see how it all plays out when all is said and done. All right. Beningo, the Ode of Pain podcast, again, Monday, September, uh, September 12th, 2022. Crazy day yesterday as we wrap up in the NFL. We mentioned a couple of the different games. How about the, the Texans blowing a 20-6 to lead to the Colts? The Colts come all the way back, get the game into overtime, and then missed, field goals were missed all over the place yesterday, and they wind up with a 20-20 tie. How about that? So right now, Houston and the Colts are both 0-0-1 and, and tied for first place in the AFC South as the, other, as the Titans and Jaguars both lost their games. How about that? We mentioned that Cincinnati game. Pittsburgh had a big lead, 17-3 in that game. Bengals come all the way back. I mentioned late in the closing seconds of the game, Joe Burrow hits Jamar Chase for what looks like the game-winning touchdown. But the kid McFadden, who couldn't miss a kickoff last year, misses the extra point. The game goes into overtime. He misses another field goal in overtime. The Steelers miss one, too, with Boswell. Then eventually, with no time, the final play of the overtime looks like it's going to be a tie. 53-yard field goal for Boswell to win the game for the Steelers. Watch out for Pitt. Even with Mitch Trubisky, at quarterback, as long as Mike Tomlin is coaching that team, you know the Steelers are always going to be good and always going to be freaking dangerous. How about that? How about that win yesterday uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Crazy day yesterday, like I said, in the NFL. Uh, you know, unbelievable. We could go on and on and on. So many missed kicks all over the place yesterday. A lot of that. How about the Bears beating the 49ers, 19th to 10 in Chicago? Really? How about that? That was a stun. Nobody saw that coming. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo should be the playing quarterback for San Francisco. I mean, you know, hey, Kyle Shanahan, memo to him. Maybe that's what he should be doing right now. Maybe Garoppolo should be the quarterback. The Packers got beat badly yesterday by the Vikings, 23-7. to Unbelievable. We mentioned the Dolphins beating the Patriots. It's going to be a, a long year, I got a feeling, for Belichick. Maybe the only two games he's going to win are the two Jet games. All right, let me get out of here. I'm disgusted. Catch me later on with BT and Tiki on the fan. I'll be breaking down the Jet debacle from yesterday, 1140 for that. Don't forget to catch me again with Evan again on Saturdays from 10 to 2 on the fan. All the love, everybody. Have a great week.